All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Home Advantage Wrestling Podcast. I say welcome back. Um, welcome back from the dead. <laughs> from the dead, resurrected. To our listeners. This ain't New Year's though. It's new. Wait, <clears throat> it's not Easter. It's New Year's. Right. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> Good start. 2021. And we did not wait until the new year because you know we're champs and there's still things left to be done in this year. So of course, is, uh, record a new podcast. So Sam, people might be asking. Oh, is this it? Does this mean we're coming back? Does this mean Jude, Sam, Sam and Swisher is going to be coming back? We're going to be posting more content? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Listen, guys. This means we're bored, really. This is, it's it's the start of a new year, and the truth is, is we just, we, Sam and I have really, really high goals, and we've made them public. Like, I want to be a state champ, um, I want to be an NCAA champ, right? And after that, who knows? You know, Sam Herring, he's going to make a world team here in a couple months. Um, the truth is is we are unable to maintain this this um I really don't even know how to put it. It's it's recreation. It's recreation, yes. It takes a lot it's, of time to produce content. Yes, it takes it's it's time and, and, and emotional energy and stuff. Um I think more than that, specifically for me, I'm not so sure how you feel about this, Sam, but it's the um the whole fanboy aspect of having a wrestling podcast. <coughs> right. You know, being concerned about XYZ wrestler and oh what's he doing what's his schedule you know what's his record um, guys I'm going to NCAA wrestling and I'll be there in a year and a half <laughs> right um, so I can't <laughs> the truth is is like if I'm so concerned about what these guys are doing like what's what's gonna happen when I have to go and wrestle them right exactly. am I gonna am I gonna let my fan my my fan of the sport nature be a thing that impedes me from going and beating these dudes well I hope not so, and, and truthfully, like, Home Mad Advantage is something we've all, like, it's always been for fun. This has always been a really great, fun experience um, because we both love wrestling and we love to talk about wrestling. Yeah. My situation's a little little more different. You're older, a senior, obviously, and uh, I'm only in eighth grade, so that competition is a little more distant. Uh, but I still enjoy following. And, um, yeah. So, um, my apologies for the, the background noise. We are here at a... Little New Year's holiday Christmas party. They, the the folks that were here at the house, uh, they have a recording studio. And Sam Herring and I are like, hey, let's just throw it in for, uh, we'll mix it up for old times' sake. So, but a lot has happened since the last time we recorded a podcast. Um, Naturally. Geez, when was time. the last one we recorded, Sammy? <laughs> I have no clue. Who? Uh, I have no clue. Man, I think it was after Fargo. It was, but uh, was it after or before? I had not committed at that point. Right. Well, now you're committed. And wrestle for Prince. I mean, you pen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I guess we can talk about that for a little bit. Well, if I mean, want. I hate talking about you. I know. I know. You well, you'll have to get over it, I guess, for just a couple minutes. So, um, I'm pleased to announce I've committed to the University of Pennsylvania to continue my wrestling and academic career as a Quaker. Let's go. <laughs> Funny thing is that. Um, Quaker was like one of the top on our list of the worst mascots in the NCAA. Because uh, historically, if you guys can remember, a Quaker was actually a pacifist. They were a pacifist group who came over from um, Great Britain, I assume, or England or whatever, oh, yeah. the little silly little European country they were at. And they came over and they settled in Pennsylvania. Um, and they were, you know, pacifists. They were anti-slavery, which is super cool. Um, they were like way ahead of the game on that stuff. Um, uh, but interesting mascot choice because, you know, I'm trying to go. <clears throat> Why are I, we talking about U Penn's mascot again? Just I, I just met I just 
know, Sam. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Thank you. We got to keep me moving. Um, well, yeah, honestly, uh, I could not be more thrilled about the situation. I do believe that UPenn is a place where I can pursue. I, I think it, it fulfills all of my um, interests, goals. Checks all the boxes. Checks all the boxes. That's a great way to put it. You Thank know, you. Um, wrestling-wise, academic-wise, you know, it's an Ivy League school. Um, you know, faith-wise. Faith-wise is huge. Um, you know, proximity, it's close to my family, and, you know, and, it, and it's affordable for me because I have so many dang siblings. <laughs> Sure helps. Um, it does. It does sure help. Um, Sam Herring, stop looking at the caps or start looking at my eyeballs. While no, we're I'm talking. looking at the uh, Southern Scuffle brackets that just. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm still a fanboy. Uh, yes, he is. See this kid. This kid. Here's funny thing about Sam Herring and I. We were just remarking on this the other day. Um, I'm two years older than him. Not not even. It's not even two, two, two years. It's two and a half. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I'm two year. I'm a full two years older than him. Two and a half years, but I'm. A full five years ahead of him in terms of schooling. So I'm a senior. I will be graduating in June. He's in eighth grade. <laughs> uh, what a silly little boy you are, Sam Herring, because you got held back. It's cool. Yeah. So um, my plan for the future, as of right now, I'll be taking a gap year. I'll be entering. Um, I'll be enrolling at UPenn in the fall of 23, and then that I will start my NCAA, uh, I don't know, campaign there. Come here and. A full, like, what? It's a full year and a half now. Almost two years. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what that means is if, if Sam doesn't redshirt, if Sam, if he comes in as a true freshman, and trust me, he's going to be ready. He'll be he'll be NCAA ready coming in as a true I'll freshman. Be old he will be He will certainly be old enough. I think I'll be, I'll be 20. Yeah. So. He will, um, he'll come out and he'll still be wearing an adult small singlet. And he's, you know. So hopefully the plan is that we'll both be in the NCAA at the same time. Meeting in the NCAA finals, maybe? Nope, not a shot. Sam will still be 25. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Sam Herring will be wrestling 25 as a freshman. I'll probably be at, who knows, 57, 65. Maybe heavyweight. even heavyweight. Yeah, I'm a fat piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so um, kind of sounded like Seth Rogen when I laughed there. <laughs> you ever – you guys uh, – you you big Seth Rogen fan? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. All right, well, so I'm yeah, I'm going to Penn. Um, I'm super excited. The next year I'll be taking a gap year living in Philadelphia, um, you know, competing under the PRTC, under the leadership of Coach Slay, um, you know, with great partners such as Jordan Burroughs, Joey McKenna, David McFadden, Mark Hall, you know, and a slew of others. Um, you know, pens on the come up for sure. This is not going to be I hope just. Jordan a breaks your ribs with a blast out. Dude, my dad is so back. excited for me to wrestle Jordan because he's just like, dude, he's gonna kill you. He's gonna pick you up and slam you through the floor. You're gonna get blast doubled. Yeah, I hope you get killed. <sighs> That's so nice of you, bro. <laughs> I'll take all the fame for the podcast. I'll be ready for it. I'm excited for it. I want it. Jordan's been on the podcast. We should do that again. With just me and him? No, me and him. Oh. <laughs> I'm not allowed. Um, <laughs> it's a you pen only. Your it's a pen only podcast. Um, you know, we, we got some great recruits coming in. Um, you know, me, obviously, <laughs> uh, Christian Carroll is another kid who, since I'll be enrolling in the class of 23, he'll be another kid coming in with me. Um, so the two of us finna take over the NCAA. It's going to be a good time. Best one, two punch, 197 heavyweight. <laughs> Juice Swisher gets to be a 197 pounder. You look like Hayden Zomer. I'll, I will look like, <laughs> I mean, I might look like Hayden Zomer. 
Oh, we heard all of that. We heard all of that cough. So the thing about these microphones that we're using is they are super, they're just very high quality. You can hear all the definition of our sound, of our voices. Um, and they picked up every single decibel of yes. Sam's cough. So I tried. I tried. Um, well, yeah, so that's that's happened with me. Very excited about that. Um, I know it was something I've been thinking about for a very long time, and, you know, I'm excited to take the next steps. Um, you know, this is the second year in a row I'm not at um, Southern Scuffle. That's what you get for moving to Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, geez. So, Sam Herring, let's talk about McCord a little bit, bro. You, I know we're dro- we're jumping right into it. <laughs> he's giving me the weird. He's giving me the eyes that are like, Jude, are you sure you want to talk about this? Yeah, I'm sure I want to talk about this. So, um, here we are, bro. You guys, you guys transferred. Um, unfortunately, the PIAA didn't really like that. Um, what are you thinking about it now? Uh, well, like. Pretty much anyone would be thinking in this situation, it's not good. I don't agree with the decision at all. And, uh, you know, I think we were um, done poorly. But at the same time, uh, we're going to keep fighting. <clears throat> this isn't the end of it. And uh, <sighs> we're going to make the best out of it no matter what happens. You know, some options are on the table for us, and we're looking at we're looking at all of them. You know, nothing's going to be totally disregarded. And hopefully uh, we'll have some more for you guys to, to look at in the next couple months. Well, I mean, we won't have it for you, but hopefully someone else will supply the information for you. Uh, we can't lock ourselves into another Home Ad Advantage podcast. Yeah. But um, this is probably a retirement podcast. It's really sad, actually, if Not you're going to really. think about I it. I love interviews. I'll probably, like, every once in a while, I'll try to do one of those. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll I mean, Just I'll be— talking to I'll you, be, I don't really enjoy it. But oh, yeah, that's, that's the bad fun. part. That's why we stopped the podcast. We, like, just so we're clear— we didn't stop the podcast because of our commitments. We actually stopped it because we hate each other outside of real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, excuse me, outside of the podcast. Like, when the when the cameras turn off, when the microphones turn off. It's a fist fight. It's a fist fight. I win. Um, Naturally. But, <laughs> but um, man, it is, it's been a really long road. You know, this whole this podcast, this whole experience has taught me so much about, I mean, like, really important skills, such as articulation such as thinking before you speak, such as sometimes, you know, taking the time to be thoughtful about something um, before you produce it and give it to the whole world. Publicizing yourself in any way is a very vulnerable thing to do because your thoughts and your ideas are all, they're going to be criticized by, by the hosts of other people who, you know, maybe they know more than you, maybe they don't, who cares? But ultimately, you're, when you when you put your thoughts and ideas and you know when you articulate yourself whether it's writing whether it's art whether it's music whether it's a podcast um you know you're gonna just be (laughs) it's 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 a vulnerable thing so um i think you're overthinking it (laughs) i just kind of (laughs) talk and no wrestling well that's well i'm an overthinker that's what i do and that's probably why i'm going to upenn because you got to use the noggin every now and again um you know I'm, I can th- I can distinctly now think back, looking back throughout the years. I remember the first podcast we ever did. The first time I ever spoke to Sam Herring actually was recorded, and the way it happened is I, I called him. And we filmed a little introduction into our podcast. This was uh, I was 15 years old. It was right after the state tournament, um, and he like he had a much higher voice, and it Stop. was. 
Yeah, no, it's I'm true. To bring it down a little bit more. <laughs> you got to bring the vo- bring the voice down a little bit. Right. Um, Josh Turner. So, so we recorded this podcast. We had no idea what we were doing. I feel like I talked for eighty percent of it, maybe ninety percent of it, just like you're doing right now. All right, Sam, well, you go ahead. Take <laughs> take we, over. That's how we've done it. What was your favorite interview we ever did? <clears throat> uh, we or me? We. I the probably enjoyed more when I was by myself. Oh uh, well, I mean, okay. I kind of walked into that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I absolutely love the Jordan Burroughs interview. Of course. Um, Yanni was awesome. Anytime we had Johnny Lee DeJulius. Roper. Lee Roper. Lee Johnny Ro- DeJulius. Those two were, um, man, if you run a podcast, those two both have to be on your podcast. Um, the first podcast I ever did, by an interview by myself that really stuck out was me and Bryce Meredith. That was fun. Bryce is, he's a great guy. Yeah, he is great. Do you remember uh, our Dan Dennis interview? Dude, <laughs> we, what a, that was a strong first interview. Bringing on an Olympian. Oh, <laughs> well, right, I mean, like, right. I br- like in us, terms like of guests, bringing on an Olympian as our first ever interview. Right. That <laughs> I prepped so much for that. I did too. We I watched every match I could find. I read everything I could find about him. Um, I under I I knew his life story before he told it. Right. And we kept the interview like twenty minutes 20 or minutes. something. Like I feel like he had bad cellular data he driving on the highway. Yeah. yeah. Having Cliff Fretwell on the podcast, that you was another one of our guys. That was a great, like a, a great moment. He uh, he smashed a, he smashed into an eagle or a hawk or something driving down the highway. Um, that was a good that was a good one. We have some crazy stuff live I on the did. podcast. I feel like Mark McKnight almost got pulled over by a police officer. I bet he did. He He's jump scared us just now. I won't I won't I won't tell too many Marky stories. We got to keep this PG, but. Right. Uh, he did get pulled over when we were at trials in Wisconsin in May. Uh, he was with Eric Gibson, and uh, they were going to go get some Culver's, a little bit of ice cream to end the night, and uh, they got pulled over because his taillight was out. Right. So In a rental car, right? Yeah, it wasn't even <laughs> – it was, they got it from – That I bet that, was a, I bet that was a high fine. Hey, he killed his first deer. Yeah, congratulations to Mark McKnight. He shot a buck. I was uh, that's pretty impressive. I think we're gonna get it mounted, throw it up in M2's. Yeah. M2's. I still remember like two years ago, you called me. I was like so weirded out. I was like, dude, why, why? Because you called me. I was like, dude. So one of our coaches, his name's Mark McKnight, and I was like, yeah, I don't know him. You were like, yeah. So, um, he's never killed a deer. And I was like, <laughs> that was the first thing was I the led first with. thing you said. I was like, uh, cool. Well, it's cause okay. here's why. It's because when we. When we met, it was right in the right in the heat of uh, or like when I told you about Mark, he was right in the heat of hunting season. Yeah, um, and hunting season in Pennsylvania. So th- here's an interesting fact: Did you know that um, Pennsylvania has the most hunters um, per capita of any state wow. in America? Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty fascinating. So you know, hunting's a big deal here. Mark McKnight is a terrible hunter, um, and so I, you know, we love to make fun of him there at the M two training center, and you know, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought Sam, that was the information most crucial to Sam Herring right. at that time. It's funny. I still remember it, too. It's good. I, I, you, got, you got a steel trap for a mind, Sam Herring. You, you really recall all this information. Yeah, just Mark McKnight stuff, really. What was our worst publication we ever did? Mm, first couple were horrible. They were really bad. The first, I feel like we, like the first 20 are bad. Oh, like, we didn't really get our into the rhythm of it until, yeah, somehow... People loved us and felt bad for us. And yeah, us clearly. The rest of the year. No, people were. <laughs> that <laughs> so was insane. Like, we really. I'm. Everything's just gonna kind of. I guess we might as well just spill all the beans on here. We. I. We had. We definitely did not deserve. 
to win that no award. Way. No way. We were very young kids. Uh, honestly, there are a handful of guys, like seriously probably five, that deserve that every single year. It should be a rotation of those five. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We don't have that many. Which, uh, which of the five? Are you going to come out right now and say it on the podcast? Absolutely not. <laughs> no <laughs> shot. Sam Herring. Absolutely not. Sam Herring. Good try. All right. Um, trying to get canceled. So, yeah, so that year. Well, so what What month did we win it? April? April um, of 2020? Well, I think it was, it was re- during. It, it was, was during released later. I mean, we got called in, like, February. No. Remember, or March. No, because we were definitely in lockdown. Yeah, I remember. Uh, it was after March of 2020, and so the yeah, coronavirus it was, was, uh, it was rampaging. April. It was April when it was released, um, but I'm pretty sure we got called in, in like, March or February. Because we waited a long time when he said, don't tell anybody. It was, it was probably late March. Is what that's what I feel, and and I remember being like, dude, funny stuff. I think I've told this story before, but it's it's, I was doing online school because all we were all shut down, and right. um, and I put my phone away, so that I could um, so I could focus, you know, because I gotta you know gotta get the U Pen grades, you know how it is, yeah. um, and you know I took like a little lunch break. I grabbed my phone. I had t- three missed calls from Sam Herring, two missed calls from a number I didn't recognize. A uh, text from Sam Herring saying, call me, and a text from a number that said, like, hey, call me right away, or this is Mike Finn, call me right away. And so I call, and Mr. Mr. Mike Finn just, he broke the news, and he said, hey, Jude, you know, we're pleased to announce that you and Sam Herring are co- co-winners of the Win Magazine 2020 Journalist of the Year Award. Well, you were like a, a sub-winner. Oh really? It yeah. was it was Sam Herring and then <laughs> and June Dude, the picture that they put on the, so we made the cover of the Win magazine and the, the the picture that they put of me on it. Oh man, it was after I, I took fourth at the state championships that year and uh, I had a home at advantage shirt on the podium and then afterwards I made like a silly face with it and they, your personality. I guess so. Yeah, that's what he said. He said I'm like a goofy guy. And they threw that picture on the Isn't front the front page. Of the Win Magazine. Yep. And lots of people told me congratulations for a job not very well not done. Well done. But hey, we did it. We did we do went to something. Final X like really fast into it. Like we didn't know what we were doing. That was fun. Our first event was like the biggest. You know what was the most fun of that entire event? That was the first time I met Sam Herring in person, I will say. That was weird too. That was awkward, bro. I, you were way shorter than I expected. <laughs> I uh, make fun of my size. Oh, you're a small person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the only response to that. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> one of my, one of the best parts was, first of all, like meeting everybody was great. Right. We got old school flow hats, like with the met, green logo. Met Tony. Yeah, met Tony Rotundo for the first time. Met Jason Bryant, who actually, you know, he gave us the mics that we recorded every podcast on afterwards. Like, right. like, they sound and it sounds great. Like our our audio did really well. Um, I think for the last couple of years, but uh, my inter- the interview I had with Tamara Mensa stock, like you and I just standing yeah. there, and then Tamara was like, just to uh, be so close to her after she won. Um, she well, called me a little pastor. She called Sammy a little pastor. No, I was like trying to I, be all so professional, like I was trying to do everything right, and then I get called cute, and I'm like, come on, you are a cute little kid. <laughs> so, come on, I'm trying to be serious. The here, tr- well, the truth is, is that, I mean, <laughs> dude. I just don't – I don't know. There was something so special about being close to her immediately after her her success. Mm-hmm. And the energy – I mean, we see how much energy she conveys over over the video, television. Yeah. After Yeah, over video. You get – like, you really can get the get the message. But to, like, stand next to her and watch her tear up and, and laugh and jump for joy 
um, after f- finally achieving something she's been looking so she's been working so hard for. It makes you want that, doesn't it? It does, bro. It does. And um, and then to hear her make fun of you just warmed my heart. I'm it sure. makes me smile to this day. I'm sure. My nickname for him for a little bit was the it the was little the, the little pastor. Um, That's me. You're like a little pastor, Sam Harry. <laughs> it's good. That's so, a disaster question, though. It's all right, man. I remember I went to who's number one. <coughs> There's another cough. Um, I went to who's number one, and Eli was with me. He asked if he could help. And I had to go commentate a match because they had me commentate one match. But other than that, I was going to stay in the um, – You were really prepared for that one, too. Yeah, right? I was. For the mixed room, I was going to just stay back there and, and do the interviews, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, while I went to go commentate and get ready and get set up over there, uh, Eli was like, well, can I help? And I was like, sure, just go video the, the interviews. And well, I just wanted fixed? him to video, right? Yeah. And Eli, my little brother, for those who, who do not know, he's two years younger than me and just wild. Mm. Um, but he decides to start asking questions. And these were not wrestling-related questions. These were, uh, what you going to get dinner tonight? Oh. And, <laughs> um, you going to get wings tonight and things like that. It's just um, – that was funny. That's when hilarious, Because I, I didn't know. Oh. I went back and watched the interviews to make sure they were good to post, whatever, that Eli did a good job videoing, whatever. And, uh, and then I hear Eli going, so – did you uh, did you plan to get wings tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I remember him asking Bo Bartlett that, and he was like, "Well, if they have keto wings around." Oh, dude, that's so funny because I was gonna say like I can imagine, like just imagine your Bo. I feel like he he had a major pinned his guy or something. Yeah, he, he it was dominated. he was doing really really well. And your Bo Bo Bartlett, you walk <laughs> off, you give your interview, and then there's an <laughs> eleven year old kid. Oh, much younger, I think. What was he? What nine, nine probably nine ten? ten? Yeah, nine just ten. little dude. Hey, what do you have? For dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Eli. You're my favorite person ever, probably. Eat it, Sam. <laughs> Sam looked at me like, why would you say that, bro? I'm used to it at this point. It's really interesting having a podcast in person. Because remember, Sam Herring lived in Tennessee. Yeah, we moved up to Pennsylvania. Sam, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Sammy lived in Tennessee. He moved up to Johnstown. And now, you know, I don't I don't get to see him too frequently. Um, but he He's here now, and w- you know. Remember, we did the the Christmas one last year. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, with Eric, with Eric Gibson, our that dear was, friend. That was a fun one, man. That was. Didn't oh. even feel like a podcast. <laughs> it didn't feel like a well, and ultimately, like it, we know each other so well, it doesn't have to feel like a podcast. It can just feel like friends talking, right? Um, and you know, that's the cool thing about being so comfortable behind a mic that you can just have a conversation and like just you hit record and have a conversation. And it, the important thing is that you gotta just be yourself, right? Exactly. If you're not yourself, if you're trying to be really scripted about it, because like I remember distinctly writing out notes here. I wrote out my whole intro before. I've, like, I like 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 every, the first minute and a half, I had written out like a speech. We've had podcasts where it's just like it's like like <laughs> bullet points. <laughs> bullet yes. points, and Our, then like HMA Pod Google Google Doc. What are we gonna do with that? You want to just throw it away? I don't know. I probably already have. <laughs> so sentimental of you, bro. Clutters up all my schoolwork. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh man. So we put out some bad podcasts. We put out some good ones, but yeah, not many good ones. <laughs> Every so I, often, I think if like if we had more time right now, we would do so much better with content and everything. Just uh, I, I wish I wish we could. You know, maybe I I'll pick it up during count. my gap year. You should. I think I'll, I, it'll be. I'll be in a good opera, like a good position too, because I, I know Philly wrestling. Um, Kevin McGoigan has 
a podcast. He's the director of operations for Penn Wrestling. Right. And he uh, manages Philly Wrestling, which is you know that affiliation between mm-hmm. hey get it affiliation, affiliation <laughs> between uh, Penn Drexel, Drexel Beat the Streets PRTC. Yeah. Um. So and he has a podcast, and I think it would be great to talk to guys like Mark and Jordan and Joey and David and whoever else. You know. Let's get BJ on here. Dude, we should get BJ. Anyway, BJ for so many, There's so many guys we could say. Congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> honestly, so many. Uh, uh, the one podcast I, I'm just, uh, I'm a little sad that we never got to do, was tomorrow Mensa stock, especially. We should do that. She, I sent her a text and she didn't text me back. That's tough, man. Isn't that tough? To <laughs> <laughs> hurts my heart. I'm probably bro. used to it at this point. Yeah, with girls not texting me back and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> in that sense, but yeah, that sense too. I get <laughs> both senses. Um. Yeah, that's another sad thing about podcasts. It's like you really want this interview, you get so hyped up, you get their number, or whatever. However, you do that, and then it's just no answer. I thought you were gonna say that's no, the bad thing about podcasts is that girls don't really <laughs> find that attractive. Well, like ironically, <laughs> I, I, lead I don't with, know what it is about the um, not getting answered by girls, but Helen Marulis was another one that I wanted really. Bad. I texted her too, and, and she yeah, we just get left undelivered like eight times. Uh, here's what I here's what I will say, <laughs> leading with. Hey, what's up? I'm Jude Swisher. I got a podcast. You should listen to it. Doesn't work very well. Not <laughs> tell me you didn't do that. Did you really? <laughs> um, I actually like really put a bunch. I told. I did it. tell a girl that one time, and we are not no longer talking. We're no longer Stop. on speaking terms. Uh, shout out if you're listening to this. You know who you are. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But um, yeah, it's definitely. Not how to pick up girls. Maybe we should talk about. No, please stop. <laughs> please stop. Um, so yeah, Your so mic volume on the on the little digital tracker whatever I, just spiked. Like I crazy. well, I'm speaking you directly into the so mic, loud. and you're just like kind of rocking back and forth on your silly little chair. And, but you laugh so loud, it's like blow up my eardrums. In a good way or a bad way? Horrible way. Oh no, very obnoxious. <laughs> well, fine, Sam. I'll just let you do the podcast talking. Looks like you're the podcast guy now. You're just now realizing that? It's been like two years. <laughs> how long has it been? Years. How long does it take for you to recognize watch. that? Dude, all we years. want is for you to stop talking, Please. bro. Well, man. So, is there anything else you'd like to touch on and then we can start transitioning? I'd to really like some dessert right now. Dude, so. I'm pulling for some dessert. We are, it's currently 9.28 on Friday, December 31st. Um, let's finish with a little like. New, like, how about a year recap, and then just a year recap? I don't, I don't know. I, we didn't. Here, I'll ask you three questions. <clears throat> what was, okay. what was one high of your year? One real something that was just made it like a very remember, a very memorable year. Fargo was like that whole trip was lots of fun. I kind of look back on Fargo as like one of the highlights of this year. Mm. I, I mean, a lot of the wrestling trips. I when I went to trials, <clears throat> trials was amazing. Um, it's just a, a small group of, of kids around me the whole time. I enjoy those. Um, but I mean, the wrestling trips are great. Get, I got to see my family a lot this year, and um, just kind of settling into Pennsylvania, finally feeling like home, feeling like family here. Um, it's great. What was something that maybe wasn't so hot this year? Also Fargo. <laughs> Fargo. Funny how those love, how those works, right? Um, yeah. Listen, man, we that just got the not... wrong we just got the wrong size. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when I look back on the the year and like the lows, they almost all revolve just around poor performances another one's trials like that one hurt really bad what's interesting is just how that something i was remarking on the other day is the love-hate relationship we have with wrestling and how much we put into it and how rarely we get what we want out of it i mean honestly we were talking about samara mensa stock and that feeling that she had that you can just feel i've never ever like in my whole life had that feeling of i haven't i've accomplished a goal i haven't yet 
I've, but I'm confident I've, it's coming soon for us. I've hit some benchmarks. I've been like, I've been like I, I've seen my progress. <clears throat> yeah, like, pretty overwhelmingly. Over I'll tell you, second year. place is awful. You know, you get third, you finish on top, you kind of feel. I finished on third. Kind of feel times. good about that one a little bit. Yeah, but like no, Fargo, but I wish I could feel good about, but I just never can. It's a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, like I just as Fargo finalist is just a, such an annoying thing to say. Does it make it worse that you were winning the match and then yeah. lost it? Yeah, it does. I ultimately, just bro, because I know I'm good enough. You know, if I hold, if I'm able to get to more attacks and and uh, and keep that going. You know, I'm good enough to be in that position. But, You're good enough, uh, bro. I agree. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't that day, and I didn't do that. So, um, it does bother me. But that, I mean, come on, I'm I'm 15, and I've got so long left. And I was 14 at the time. So, Sam, why do we love the sport that demands so much of us? Reco- like, like it's not it's not just asking of us; it's demanding of us. If you want yeah. to be successful, these are the things you must do, and none of it's guaranteed. Why do we love that? Why do we love that we put in so much time, so much energy, yeah. so much brain power, just revolving that's, around that's this silly thing? Right there. It's it's not really even the if results it's not. that we love. I mean, it, it, how many times have you like accom- like truly accomplished a goal that you set for yourself? Zero. <laughs> so how could you say that's the part that you love? That's true. You know, the part that you love is actually chasing that goal. I guess so. Uh, that's I I I truly think that's it. I listened to a Nick Saban interview today, and um, an interviewer asked him, "Why do you do what you do?" And he looked at the interviewer like dead in the eyes, which would have scared me to death. I would have peed my pants. Uh, but he goes, "Why do you do what you do?" Do you want to be the best reporter out there? Is that your goal? Do you want to be the best reporter in the world? And the guy said, yes, sir, I do. And he said, that's why I do it. Mm. And he said, it, and it's not achieving that, but it's the process of going there. And he said, there's a Martin Luther sermon that talks about um, there's only one guy he would have shine his shoes in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm. And he wouldn't let anyone else in the whole world shine his shoes because that one guy was so just prideful about, he set himself as the best shoe shiner in the world. Mm. And he was so happy after shining each and every one of his clients' shoes because it was perfect to him. He had done the right thing. Mm. And um, he said, if you're going to if you're gonna be a street sweeper, you're going to be the best street sweeper in the world. And uh, you're going to sweep those streets like Mike Langeau painted the Sistine Chapel. And like um, Shakespeare wrote literature. Mm. He said, that's how you're going to do everything you do. Mm. Um, so that's why we love it. That is why we love it. And um, ultimately... It, yeah, it's the chase, it's the drive, it's the mm-hmm. it's the fact that we. <laughs> it's all. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like we 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 care about it so much because we give so much about it. Right. Like like we've well, given so much, and you, that makes us want to give more. Do you? Um. It's a it's a what is self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Um. A- after all the times I've referenced chop wood carry water on this podcast, have you ever read it? No. <laughs> I really recommend that because that's what it talks about. Like the idea of chop wood, carry water, is, the that's process. the process. Chop wood, carry water is the process in that book. And, um, and it talks about you're not chasing goals. There's actually Joshua Medcast, the guy who wrote that, and he actually wrote another book that's really similar. It's called Burn Your Goals. Hmm. Um, and this is actually something I, I struggled with for a long time because I really believe in what I love is the process. And the reason I'm in the wrestling room every day is not because I'm chasing goals. Mm. Like I'm not in there to, uh, to work out so that I accomplish a goal. Um, I'm in there because I love it. I love the process, and I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. That's it. And all these guys preaching, write your goals down, write your goals down, focus on your goals, I didn't understand. And uh, there's a coach, uh, John Stripmatter, who's had a huge effect on my life that cleared it up for me a little bit and um, you know, explained that the reason you write your goals is for the lifestyle. You know, I don't love a diet. You know, by any means, but I it's like a it's seafood diet. <laughs> yeah, seafood, seafood and I eat it. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, but I don't love 
having to go up, get up early and go run. I don't love, um, like I said, a diet. I don't like having to go to sleep early. I don't like all the things that go with wrestling, mis- missing social um, opportunities, you know, but th- that's what's necessary if I want to be as good as I want to be in the sport. Mm. And, um, but I, what I do love is the wrestling room. And so when I'm in there, that's not for goal-oriented. But the rest of my life, that's goal-oriented. You know, mm. when, I, when I have an option to eat this food or eat this food, drink this or drink this, you know, my goals are going to be in mind and I'm going to be able to filter that accordingly. And that's, that's why I write down my goals and focus on those, not for the wrestling room. There's a, it's a couple interesting things there that you touched on. The first one is that, you know, we talk, you and I both talk about loving the process a lot. That's something right. we've been pretty upfront with actually since the start. Yeah. And m- mentally, I don't want to say it's changed too much. I've, I think there's been some like big mental oh, yeah. changes, but like the, at the core, it's about being the best I can be being the best Sam can be. Well, that's what I missed at the first because, um, you know, probably around the time we started the podcast, I was um, over the top. Love the process. You know, mm. I didn't understand my goals. I didn't understand that I wanted to be really good at the sport it, and what it takes. It takes both. It, it takes both. Absolutely. Because both. I missed out on that part. You know, right. I wasn't living the most healthy lifestyle. And I wasn't going super hard in the room. I did what I loved, and I didn't push myself to to places I didn't want to be in. The the difference I've found is that. The goals are not the end-all, be-all by any means, right? but they are the benchmarks by which you can measure your growth. Exactly. Um, and so, and if you want to be the best version of yourself, you can't do that without goals. Absolutely. You, you no, cannot it's, do it's, that without it's, goals. It's 100% necessary. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that it's, it's funny. I'm trying, I'm try, I just want to clarify, we're not speaking out of both sides of our mouth right here. Like, yes, we love the process. Yes, that is the most important part. But... It, they, it goes hand in hand with the with the goals. I think it comes right? with age too. You know, when you're younger, you really don't need to focus on those goals as much. But no. you know, we're closing in on. You're you're going to college next year. This is closing in on the, I have the one last more, part I have, of your. I have one one more semester left. Right. In, in high school. Right. And uh, and I have only a couple more but months left. But to college those goals. is is like normally the end of an af- an athlete's career. Right. And so you know, it's time to be goal oriented a little bit. For for you and, and I'm I'm closing in on that. You know that's something I'm thinking about a lot. You got NCAA titles, Olympic titles, and world titles. You know that's mm. that's what we think about all day long, all the time. Mm. True. And um, and so yeah, at this point, it's time to be a little more goal oriented. Um, but I think when we started the podcast and we were um, more process driven, that's what's led us here. And I think that's a it's really that's important. a good path. So I think important we have that. It's so important we have that foundation. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and, tr- and truthfully, Sam, I literally could not have done any of this without you. I, like, I, w- I would not be the person I am today. I would not be the wrestler I am today. I would not be the, the. I mean, fill in the blank, bro. Yeah. Well, that's how <laughs> that's how friendships work, you know. I guess so. And we all need those. And I'm grateful that we we found it. So, thank you, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling Twitter. Um. So. Levi Haynes, drill partner, right there. That was my first. Well, it was my cousin. It was one of them. It was <laughs> my cousin, and then it was Levi Haynes' drill partner, and then it was Nomad's, something. Nomad's bad takes. Nomad's bad takes, and then and then it was Jude Swisher. I was actually I a troll account. I finally convinced you. I was worried about putting my name out there. Yeah. What happened Shame. if mean people would want to slander me on the internet? Well, that's happened plenty of times. <laughs> remember the <laughs> wait, remember Jude Swisher's grammar tutor? <laughs> I do remember that guy. That's a, dude, shout out to you if you're listening. Um, so, you know, I think in a... Without getting too sentimental, but I mean, whatever. It's the last one. Um, we've kind of we've kind of ended where we started. This is not Our, the last one. This is this is the last time. I think like we can call it like an official home at advantage. Like, no way, you're insane. I'm not doing that. No. What do you mean? That's not bro. happening. What do you mean, bro? 
This well, is yeah, so much longer. Come on. When you win an NCAA title, I'm doing a podcast with you. I'll be like, I got the first <laughs> I won't interview be talking to you, June bro. Swisher. I won't be talking to you. Stay away from ESPN. You're coming to home at advantage. Well, okay. How about, about this? Salad dude or numbers. Come on. <laughs> Someone told me they heard me on ESPN the other day. They heard them talking about me on ESPN. Really? And I was like, I, I, don't, th- I don't think it was ESPN. Oh, but yeah. Could have um, been like a local ESPN channel. Yeah. I, I know Bo got interviewed by like an Iowa local ESPN channel one time. That's not local, Sammy. That Iowa's like... A thousand a miles away. Local channel, not like local to Bo. <laughs> I mean, like it's not a, a like a nationwide ESPN TV broadcast. Okay. I'm just giving you a hard time. A radio channel. Hey, I understood that. I'm yeah. just giving you a hard time. Yeah, so Get off my butt. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. Well, what I will say is that we. I mean, one of our first. <coughs> oh my lord, Sammy! Like you want to take a uh, take a break and get some water? No. Okay, we'll we'll finish it down strong. Um, our, the fourth podcast we ever did was the one where we talked about why we love the sport, the love of the sport. And um, I'm trying not to get lower my voice. I feel like I'm – You do that every time, like, you start talking about something deep. Make it softer. You're like, yeah. Just I want people to sound. lean in and, <laughs> and listen just, to what I have to say. Yeah, um, it just makes it sound very weird. Sorry, bro. Keep it normal. Okay. <laughs> Don't make it weird, bro. Throw a laugh in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know so um, – And that's what <laughs> I really feel like <laughs> – the love of the sport, and that's what we—that's one one of our first ones, and and that's when. You made a question. Stop interrupting me. Sorry. I think we should do questions sometime. We should do a question. Um, <clears throat> the love of the sport is the one we started with, and that was the one we really—I felt like we kind of ha- developed a little bit of chemistry, and it took a long time to get some stuff ironed out. Oh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh yeah. Um, I used to hate your guts. I still hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So. I'll always hate your guts. That's so sweet of you, bro. Um. But and look at this, like here we are, almost three. We're going on. This will be three years in March. Yeah. In March, um, and nothing's really changed all that much. I still say I still hate Sam Herring. He's still short. <laughs> not um, with boots on. Not with boots on. No, you take you it's keep like, those boots off around me, bro. Extra three or four inches right there. Um, it's like high heels. Like, Sam Herring wears high heels if you see him. In <laughs> I warmed a Powerade accidentally. You have prosthetics, prosthetic legs. <laughs> that make you taller. No, than seriously, you are. I accidentally like I forgot to pack another pair of shoes and showed up to power the feeling like Ryan Wyatt in uh, boots, <laughs> and, <laughs> boots and jeans. Hey, these boots were made for walking, baby. But these I boots were made for wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, all right. Well, hey guys, we'll do this again soon. I actually like really enjoyed it. Happy, ha- happy New Year. Um, thank you so much for everyone who supported us over the years. Thank you so much for everyone who's. You know, giving us my compliments my whole, and um, like existence in the wrestling media world, whatever started, um, basically on this day. That's a surreal thought. Yeah, that's a surreal thought. What was it? A three, lot of four our four years ago. Yeah, well, it, uh, well, something I find interesting, and it's less so for you because you had the whole scuffle thing before. But a lot of my social media identity actually resol- revolves around me meeting you. Um, me like uh, like our friendship and what we've done, you know, and then also you know, doing some okay stuff on the mat, um, but it's it's all kind of re- revolved around you, and I'm just grateful that I know you and <laughs> that we're able to do this fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. You remember? When shout we out first to Christian started. Piles. No, do you remember when we first started? We used to like we said we were gonna do questions. We worried if we we're gonna ever get enough questions, so we were like. <sighs> Hey, if we don't if we don't get enough questions, like if we only get one. If or you two, tweeted out questions right now, could you get one? My phone's dead. 
You want to log in on my Twitter? I don't want you to have my Twitter. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in there. How much trash I'm talking on you in my DMs. <coughs> no. Um. But we used to say we'd take FRLs. Remember that? Yeah. F- what? FR- FRQs? No, we won't get them. I don't think we'll get them. People are definitely on Twitter right now. Um, it's it's New Year's Eve. People got a lot to be they're happy about. They're all partying. They're in real life. So one should be. <laughs> not us. We're in real life. We're having a real conversation here. Real people. We put, um, and you can hear there's a, a little bit of a shindig going on in the background. Hey, Georgia's whooping Michigan's booty. Uh-oh. No, that's good. We love the SEC. Yeah. We bring, SEC needs wrestling, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what that takes. Money. Close. Keep it going. You're going to get this soon. I'm not, and I'm not going to leave this topic until you get it. Uh, we need a, aware, uh, awareness. <sighs> Women's wrestling. Title IX is what's keeping us from it. SEC programs or schools have plenty of wrestling, or plenty of money, I mean. Um, what, what we need for, for wrestling to get in there is women's wrestling and men's wrestling. At and the same time? Uh, yeah, it's going to take both. It needs if, to, they added it needs men's, if they added a men's sport, they add, need to add a women's. At the well. same time? Yeah. you got to keep it even um, as far as money output and everything. And well, then I think, I think we're on the horizon. Because yeah. especially with Division Man, I, I so women's bad. wrestling, like on the come up for sure. Like. Ooh, fun topic here for you. Sorry to interrupt, but you're, you're literally meaningless talking anyway okay um <laughs> women's wrestling in college and high school for that matter should it be freestyle folks so. oh um so <laughs> i'm brandon swisher's son and he's oh, very very God, clear about this that folk style is the dominant sport for our country because it's it very is patriotic it's a, it's a it's american culture yeah and that's the truth um and i believe that sucks, if they so. if they are americans then you know you should wrestle American folk style. Yeah, um, and I, I hate don't Fahrenheit. It's and I oh, hate folk don't style. get me wrong. I don't agree with some parts of American culture, but <laughs> it's our culture nonetheless. And I'm, I'm a patriot, uh, through and through. I I believe that red, white, and blue. Yes, um, sir. In addition to, what other colors do I believe? Um, nope. <clears throat> red, blue, and yellow. Red, blue, and yellow. The PRTC. Um, so I think that Sam, stop looking away. I'm trying to focus. I can't remember. Who cares? Whatever. It's getting late. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we're cheering for women's wrestling to get sanctioned. Let's we, do we it. it here first. And then we bring more wrestling. Listen, honestly, it's good for everything because we bring more people in. Um, the next target, also, people aren't talking about this. People aren't talking about this, Sam Herring. I'm about to turn up right now. Let me grab the mic. Listen, we need to increase the scholarships in freaking NCAA wrestling. 9.9 is insane. You increase the scholarships, you increase retention at every single level of women's wrestling. Women's soccer has 13. If you... <laughs> if you inc- sorry, sorry to women's they soccer. Have, do they have more viewers than we do? They probably do. Uh, I don't know, man. They are, uh, man. Know. They probably do. I don't There's know. a lot more do soccer remember, players. Do you remember in the Big Ten stats last year? Oh, um, the one wrestling match. It was, match, football? It was a- No, Big Ten put out their, their stats of most viewed sports for one year. And it was football at number one, wrestling at number two, basketball at three. I'm serious. And well, and wasn't um, Iowa versus Penn State at Carver Hawkeye one of the most viewed Big Ten so. streams of all time? I think so. It was. It was like. I, I don't. Look, I don't wrestling, even know. wrestling community is much smaller than the other sports. It's true. But man, it's so much tighter. It's so much closer. Like if you're a wrestling fan, you're a wrestling fan. It's and true. You buy into everything. You watch everything. You're a close. You're a close following fan. 
And I love that about wrestling. You know, I don't I love, wanna, I don't, I don't I love this community, big, bro. I don't need a big fan base, you know? Like, I don't need the, the craziness of the drama of football and basketball. Like, yeah. I, I love the, the culture of wrestling because it's, it's like no other, really. I agree. I think that we absolutely need to increase the number of scholarships for NCAA wrestling. Incre- you know what that takes? Women's wrestling. Well, it ta- okay. It's gonna take. It's gonna take women's wrestling. But so it's basically here's where it's gonna start. We're gonna bring women's wrestling into Division One, like fully. We're gonna right. start like pop mo- way more Division One programs. Like, which give it a don't get us twisted. I think and I are not saying add women's wrestling because it'll help men's wrestling. No, because we exactly. both both are big big advocates that that is the right thing to do. It, this is good for all of wrestling, right? Because the more we increase it the more it pushes us to increasing scholarships at both levels, yes. right? If we increase men's scholarships and women's scholarships. Like, because of Title IX, it'll probably have to go, it'll, it'll do both, or it exactly. should. Which is good. Um, it's going to increase retention at every single level of the sport. That's all, like, from youth all the way up. Well, how about this? A, a, a girl now has a path. You know, before, um, they would, you know, if, if a girl wants to be a really good wrestler, she can be a really good wrestler, sure, but what's she going to have to do after that? You know, there's no place for her to coach. Um, but right. now, you know, Cl- Clarissa Chun is now the head coach of Iowa win- women's wrestling team. Right. And with that path, now girls can actually have a career in this sport. Mm. And that's something they did not have before. You know, it is, it is a very, very male-dominated uh, sport in, in, in terms of coaching. And uh, I mean, we agree, right? More awareness. Um, literally everything. Uh, <laughs> I'll wait. We're the same person. Not music tastes. Sam no, hates true. my music. But I love Sam's music. He hates mine. Um, listen. <laughs> it's more awareness for the sport brings more division one programs men and women's more division one programs bring uh, more retention and more awareness more retention and more awareness is going to increase the demand for scholarships the ncaa will be forced to you know co- realize that like hey you you have a team with 40 kids on it and only 9.9 of them get any like get any piece of that whatever there's only 9.9 percent of that that pie, right? Right. Less than um, ten scholarships. It's crazy. That's insane. And some teams have like forty-five kids on them. Right. Um, and Stanford gets even less. Or yeah. They get financial aid. They get. They get some good financial aid. They match yeah. any financial aid. Right. That's, which I is looked cool. at Stanford because they match any, any financial <laughs> yeah. aid. Which is really cool. Um. So, you know, m- more scholarships means more retention, more awareness, more programs, more. And our sport <laughs> and just then grows. We get paid more if they're. <laughs> home at advantage stays winning, Not bro. Home at advantage, just me and you. NIL. That's what I'm talking about. That's going to help us actually a lot. You That's know, the plan. Brand building and everything. <laughs> I agree. I think that, that that was a large part of it, actually. It was home at advantage is cool because the, exp- the, the connections we've made, bro. Right. Like, meeting amazing guys like Tony Rotundo or Mason Beckman. Like, and now they go off and they do great, successful, <laughs> amazing things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just awesome that we have those relationships now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you guys very, very much. It's great. So, all right, buddy. With that, we gotta, we better call it a night. I want some dessert. All right, man. Hey, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Home Out Advantage Wrestling I Podcast. Hope we get a few listeners. Dude, maybe one or two. Um, yeah. my name is Jude Swisher. That's Sam Herring. Is there anything else you want to leave us with, Sammy? We'll be here all week. All righty. Good night. <laughs>